Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com and Draft.com, where if you use that promo code BOXES, you'll get a free entry to your first draft. I am your host, Mike Katrin. Join me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, Michael, let's just get to it. Let's get right to it. We are almost done with our 30 teams in over 30 days series, which means right after that, we will be getting to uh, preseason NBA basketball. We'll be talking about auction drafts and head-to-head versus Roto. We're going to have who do you drafts with all the top players, building punt strategies out of the top players. we got all that coming up for you. Uh, and if you want some exclusive content, go check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Uh, subscribers to our Patreon will get exclusive content. There's already an ex- a bunch of exclusive content up there right now. We got ranked tiers. Uh, we have a couple uh, exclusive podcasts uh, for some industry drafts uh, that we've done, including a auction draft. So go check that out, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Tyler, what is what is the narrative going in this fantasy season all the way down, taking my talents down to Miami Beach for the Miami Heat? Um, is, is there a narrative? I think this team... <laughs> that would be the right answer, Tyler. Maybe more than any other team completely ran it back, right? Do they have a new player? Uh, no, usually, I mean, not always, but so I'll usually list the, uh, ins and outs of the team. And I don't, I don't think there's anything of even remote significance for, uh, for the Miami Heat here at all. Right. So like we could talk about interesting storyline, but in a lot of ways, this is the exact same team we saw 365 yeah. days ago, the exact same one. Yeah, um, in, and, in, none, out, none. Well, and we might talk about a couple things that may change uh, this the game a little bit for them this season, but I still think that's going to have a, a minimal effect. Well, I think, sadly, the, the new thread here uh, that just happened was the re-signing of Dwayne Wade. And I, I feel like that threw a big wrench into the fact that, you know, even though Dwayne Wade – is kind of at the, uh, I don't know, end of his ropes here as a for a career, right? He still um, played about 30 minutes in Miami, and that was 30 minutes that we're going to go to some, uh, someone else, like your Tyler Johnsons. Well, um, I mean, so we saw a small sample last year, but he only played 22 minutes a game. Is that true? Uh, yeah, so uh, oh, he played he played 21 games for the Heat last year, 22 minutes a game, scored 12 points, three rebounds, three assists, a steal, 0.7 blocks. Here's the crazy part, right? He shot only 40.9%, which is bad, and he didn't shoot a good free throw percentage, and he hasn't shot a good free throw percentage. Well, see, I'm not I don't I don't care about Dwayne Wade. So you're right. Sorry, it was 20 23 minutes a game, not 30. Don't know where I got that stat. But in a deep league, like that's a good stat line in 22 minutes. All right, yeah, it certainly is. Almost a steal, almost a block. Cool. Uh, what I'm pissed off though is that I think that addition of Dwayne Wade, a legacy player for the Miami Heat, takes 23 minutes away from every other 
guard that they have on the team, of which they have uh, Josh Richardson, Tyler Johnson, Wayne Ellington. Um, I think Deion Waiters is still hanging around somewhere in there. So Waiters is going to so, miss the beginning of training camp. Um, yeah, we just that's got true. That, that news. So, And Waiters had that surgery last year, so there's some question of – is he going to play a whole ton? And we don't know the answer to that yet. Um, I mean, is Tyler that- Johnson a good basketball player? That's my question, right? Like, he got that big contract. But is he good? No. But should he be playing? No, he's not good. He's so- not a good basketball player. No no one on this team is actually, I think, a good basketball player. Uh, maybe, maybe you could throw a shout-out to Gorgon Dragic, Kelly Olenek. They're solid basketball players. But no one on this, like, you know, Justice Winslow hasn't proved anything. I guess Bam Adebayo looks like he could be something interesting in a basketball sense. Uh, Josh Richardson, I'll throw him a bone. He looks like he should play uh, starters minutes. So you you got him there who's got playing time kind of written all over him. But everybody else on this team feels like they're going to be playing less than 30 minutes. And I'm, why would I be interested in hardly any of these guys? I guess maybe James, a healthier James Johnson becomes interesting but like i'm just not fancy wise i'm really not interested at hardly any of these players um maybe josh richardson that's about it well and here's the crazy part about josh richardson right like we can say a lot of good things about josh richardson he averaged a steal and a half per game last year he averaged almost a block but even still like what is he like a top 65 Five player maybe right like a 70th ranked player like that's probably about as good as it gets on this heat team we can quibble about Hassan Whiteside a little bit you know just are yeah. the blocks even though they're down still propping him up enough to make him slightly ranked ahead of Josh Richardson but like so yeah obviously Hassan Whiteside's on the team obviously if you're in a punt strategy it makes a little bit of sense to draft him at a certain point uh but even Hassan Whiteside has questions like, well, and and here's the other thing. Like, as opposed to some of those other bigs, like Hassan Whiteside shot 70% from the free throw line last year, which I granted that's not good, but he's also not taking the massive amount of attempts that some of the other guys are taking, and he's shooting a little better than guys like DeAndre Jordan and Andre Drummond. And Yeah, that that is true. I mean, it is a bit of an outlier, that 70%. Uh, he's probably a mid-60s uh, type of shooter so we could see that revert the thing that helped him though i would say even more than that was he played less minutes which means the attempts went down and right the attempts are really what's killer because if you shoot terrible free throws on next to no attempts which three and a half attempts a game is still a healthy amount i understand that then you can maybe cover it so if we think he's only gonna play 25 minutes a game like i would say his free throws are in the range where I might be able to to not finish last, right? I could beat two or three teams if they have those big name centers who are obviously going to shoot significantly worse. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not a big fan of Hassan Whiteside by any means. Um, I just I can't wrap my head around it. as and you know as a roto player, it, it does make sense that I wouldn't be, but. Um, even as a head-to-head player, he's he's one of the last um, quote-unquote punt free throw guys going in drafts, and probably the, w- one of the last punt free throw guys you're going to want to take. Um, though, if you punt free throws, the Sun Whiteside is you know a top, 
probably top 30, top 40 player. He is currently being drafted in Yahoo leagues at 73. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt because not everybody's thinking about punting free throws when they're building their team. Uh, so you, you probably can get a fairly decent value on Hassan Whiteside. But to me, he's still one of the last punt for free throw guys to go simply because there's a big question mark on whether or not he's going to be um, basically a, a competent basketball player and stay on the floor all the time. Well, and people like to forget that, right? He had like two years where he didn't play in the NBA at all. I certainly didn't forget that. And so obviously there's some question marks around him. And he's a player maybe more than any other player that I don't, I don't know that anyone can say for certain what we get out of Hassan Whiteside, right? He played 25 minutes a game last year, but the year before that he played 32 and 29 and then 23, right? Like we could see him kind of all over the map in a lot of different areas. But I think what we do know is if Hassan Whiteside plays even 22 minutes, he's going to get you like 10 rebounds and he's going to get you over a block. So, And those are, those are super rare stats. Right. So he's going to be worth it in a head-to-head league, like you mentioned, like regardless, he's worth a pick at some point. And if he's going in the seventies, there could be a little bit of value there. Yeah. And even in a roto league, I don't think he should really go completely undrafted. Uh, but you're still putting yourself in a very big deficit. Uh, there's a point in the draft where an asset's an asset and uh, 11 uh, rebounds and two blocks is, is a nice asset if, if that's what you think he is going to average. So uh, I wouldn't, I would be taking Hassan Whiteside much past 73, probably in the hundreds if I'm in a roto league. Uh, but if I'm in a head to head league and I'm, I'm putting free throws, I'm going to, I'm going to probably wait on him and see if he, if he falls. If I'm putting free throws though, I'm already setting myself up early in the draft with either Drummond or um, I guess Giannis or anybody like that who would be a nice punt free throw type of strategy guy. And then if I could throw a, if I need another big, uh, I'll throw a bone at Hassan Whiteside in the, in the 50, 40, 50 range. If he's, uh, if he's available because that, you know, without that free throw, he's a pretty, uh, pretty good player. Yeah. But really other than Hassan Whiteside, we're, we're talking about Josh Richardson here. Uh, like, like you were saying earlier, so here's my question. 81 games last year, 33 minutes. Is that repeatable? Like, is there, is there a step forward for Josh Richardson? Because if not, he's like a 60 to 75 ranked player. right? Like The stat line he produced last year is like a 60 to 75 ranked player. So what he does well is he gets a – last year anyway, was he averaged about one and a half steals in almost a block a game. Both um, what I would guess are career highs. Uh, looking at his life, yep. Looking at, at his, his life. En- looking at his entire life, those are career highs. But it's also because he played 33 minutes for the first time ever. True. Uh, we talk about this a lot. It's it's pretty. Um, and if you go listen to the last episode with Kyle McEwen, a very very good episode, uh, we talk about that big bucket. Um, that 40 to like 70 range of players who are all actually pretty close to one another in ranking, give or take a, you know, a rebound here or assist there. And just a small upswing can rise you from 70 to 40, but it's going to take a big improvement to go from 40 
to 30. And I'm not sure Josh Richardson's game is someone who could finish in that next tier. I think he's still one of those big bucket guys. Now, you know, a good season from him means he's going to finish at the top maybe of that big bucket in, like see, the, I don't in, know the 50, I, in the 50 range perhaps. I don't even know that I see that though because, like, if you're saying where does Josh Richardson get better? Does well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he can more? get better. Like, I don't think so, right? He might get it up to, like, 13.2 points a game instead of 12.9. Like, there's just nowhere where I really see – and if anything, I think the steals go down a little bit. So, I, I don't know. I think we saw the best Josh Richardson, like the, the good Josh Richardson last year. He played 81 games, looks real good. To me, that's, like, even at the bottom of the bucket, right? Like, it's – it's okay. It's fine. It's in the bucket, but it's not one of the top players in that bucket. Like, I don't see a ton of upside here. I just think he is what he is. I mean, he is, he is 25. He's got a, you know, finally got a full season of starting under him. And he's probably like, like we're saying, one of the best player on this team. So like, if he's going to have an, he's going to have an opportunity to uh, prove himself. He's going to have an opportunity to play. So I, I'm not like against drafting him. I'm not saying his. Uh, I'm gonna go out there and say his draft stock should go down by any means. He's currently going 63 in Yahoo leagues, and that feels about right. Right, that's what I mean. Like I think he's just fine, but I don't know that I'm picking this guy. Going, oh, he's definitely gonna be a top 50 player. Like I think he's just the 60th ranked player. And sure, I got maybe a couple spots value. He is ranked 78th on ESPN, so. There's a little bit of a buying opportunity there. Just a little bit. But I, mean, I, I just don't think there's great value in picking him. Like, he's fine. He is what he is. That's let me, let me throw a few names at you. Josh Richardson or Joe Ingles? Ooh, Joe Ingles. Josh Richardson or Robert Covington? Bob Cove. Josh Richardson or Tarion Prince? Prince. Wow. Josh Richardson or Hollis Jefferson? Josh Richardson. One more. Josh Richardson or Harrison Barnes. Josh Richardson, I think. Okay, that seems right. I mean, like, that I need, seems if I need fair. points, right? It might be Barnes, but other than that, I think I'm definitely going to go for Josh Richardson. Yeah, he's a Barnes kind of so like he's a kind of across the board player. So people are going to look at his stats. They're going to look at his rankings, and we keep talking about this rankings are pretty pointless. It's more about the value that that person brings. And if, you, if you're ranked uh, like he was per game last year at 53, and then in totals he was ranked 32nd because he played 82, uh, 81 games, excuse me, um, you're going to go, man, that guy's really, really, really good. But it's simply because he doesn't do anything poorly. He's pretty average or a little bit good at everything, and the things that he's kind of like above average on are all the, are those things that are like super rare, like the steals and the blocks. So like you can be like 0. 0.1, 0. 0.2, 0. 0.3 up and get like a good boost in your ranking. But if that 0. 0.3 drops out from under you, he goes from the 53rd best player to like the 73rd best player. Right. Well, and here's the other thing too, right? So his per minute steal rate went up a good amount last season. And we don't see that a lot. And normally it normalizes to what you've been for the rest of your career. So we could see a steal go down a little bit. And he also shot a free throw percentage that was much higher than he had shot before. So we could see that go down a little bit too. So you said he was the 53rd best player. And that's kind of why I'm saying like, I don't really see him being a top 50 player because he was 53rd last season 
And if anything, I think the numbers go down a little bit, not up. Yeah. I mean, well, if there's not a lot of mouths to feed. Like he could see another minute or two less. Like he, you can say he's their best player, but like what's really the huge difference between him and Dion waiters or him and a legacy player like Dwayne Wade. I mean, they have a million guys to fit in these spots. Yeah. I mean, maybe he gets an extra minute. Maybe he gets a few extra minutes less. Like if that's the case, what do you care? Uh, like if he finished 53rd per game next year, I'd go, okay, yeah, that sounds right. Like if he finished 25th per game, I would, I would, I would, I would burn my house down. But if you finished 80th, you would kind of be like, yeah, okay. okay, Yeah. yeah." That makes sense. You know what I mean? Like anywhere from that 50 to 80 range, I could say, okay, I just don't really see him being in the top 50. Like I, I've heard some love for him this preseason. I've, yeah. I've seen As, some, uh, some reaches in the, in the 50 range for him. And and that's just not for me. Like for me, I'm looking at him more like in the 60 range. And then after that, sure. I think he's fine. I think he's yeah. a good value. I've been quite, um, quite surprised with that. Uh, people reaching for Josh Richardson. It's not something I'm in favor of. Uh, let's talk about Gorgon Dragic. Are we all sleeping on the dragon? See, well, people on Yahoo aren't because he's being drafted 62nd. Yeah, right? And then on ESPN, he's 76, which I'm pretty all right with that. Uh, I don't love it, mm, but I'm all right with it. Yeah. If he can, he can get back up to a steal a game, keep the 16 or 17 points, give you like 4.6, 4.7, 4. 4.8 assists, four rebounds. Uh, like if he's not over five assists, like come on. He's he's on the decline. And uh Oh, he's definitely on the decline. Yeah. I don't think you're going to get an argument from me out of that. He's on the decline on a team that has no identity and no playing style and a bunch of dudes that are for some reason getting paid a lot of money to be mediocre. I mean, I don't know if Dragic has a, a like a comeback season in him. You know what I mean? Okay, where does Mike take Dragic? This is a good question for all. Oh boy, it is a good it is a good question for all. Probably in the eighth round. I'm, I'm, da- I'm down on him. I just like I I, I want to have my point guards locked up by then and if i don't i guess i i, I could uh, take him in the seventh round because he's you know he's still a guy who can score and he gets you some assists but like well what's there to like well, here other than the 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 allure of five assists oh not not a ton uh long time listeners will know right that like i'm big on the point guard section right above him right like he's kind of in the tier right below a lot of the guys that i really like to draft and really like to own so I mean, I I can safely say in the last three or four years, like I have never owned Dragic a whole ton. Yeah, um, me neither. And I, he, and, and people swear by him, like, and, and they should have, right? When well, you look at what he's done, like he's yeah. been uh, always underdrafted, and maybe we're making the same mistake here again. But back in the in the past, he was scoring uh, in in the, in the sixteen seventeen season twenty points a game, almost six assists with right. over a steal. And we can we can all look back on that now, I think, and say that was a kind of career year at age thirty, yeah. and and now he's fallen off. Um, I also say this too that I just think that there's so many good point guards before him that like if you don't have a point guard or two, you're kind. Of, I think you're maybe doing it wrong. And then like if you're getting him just as some depth piece, 
Like, sure, I'm fine with that. But he's also, if he's your starting point guard, you are way behind in steals. Like, if he's only going to average .8 or 1, you're way behind in steals. Because think about all those guys above him getting big-time steals, right? You got Ricky Rubio. You got Jeff Teague. You got... Those guys then, aren't even that far above him. Like right, those that, guys are a couple rounds above him. That's what I mean. But like, and those are the bottom tier guys as far as like you got guys like Curry and Westbrook and all those guys, right? But everybody's getting more steals than Goran Dragic, so you're way behind in that category, along with behind in assists and scoring. And so he's just a hard guy to make your top point guard. Let me let me throw a question out there. Would you rather have uh, Dragic? In the eighth round, or De'Aaron Fox in the tenth? Fox in the tenth, just because I think he's got upside, and if anything, I'm going to bet Dragic probably has downside. What about Dennis Smith Jr. in the ninth? Give me Dennis Smith Jr. I think he's going to shoot the ball better this year. Um, in Roto, though, you could make a case for Dragic because Smith Jr. shot the ball so bad. In the same way with yeah. Fox, right? Like, yeah, they both shot Roto the ball league, so badly last you should, year. That... You should be leaning toward Dragic there in the late rounds. Uh, would you rather have Jeremy Lin in the last round? I'd rather have Jeremy Lin because in this in this range where he's going, like 70 to 80, a lot of times I'm not picking a point guard. I'm picking a yeah. different position that I need to fill out my roster. That's not a point guard. So I am. I am. Be, I've been over the last handful of episodes, just been beating the Jeremy Lin drum. Um, every time I think about it, it I'm more interested in Jeremy Lin uh, being on my team. There's going to be a problem for me in the drafts that I have coming up because the people are listening to this podcast now know that I'm going to take Jeremy. Dude, Lin I'm going to be putting up Jeremy Lin like crazy. I'm going to be yeah, throwing Jeremy Lin out there at like five bucks and see if Michael. I'm not terribly happy about that situation but here's what jeremy lynn did in 24 minutes for brooklyn uh 14 points five assists over a steal wait wasn't that a one game no no for it was in 36 games sorry the the season that he actually played oh i was gonna say like are you reading last year's stat line no no no, no 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 that's like he had like four assists and 18 points in half a game um <laughs> All right, my bad, my bad. I thought you were reading the one game. I'm sorry, I had a laugh for myself. That is, that is a fair question. So, but like, <laughs> let's, I mean, he does 70% of what Gordon Dredges does, I guess. And, and, and here's the, the pushback. Like, okay, so I, I sometimes get some pushback because I've been recommending Lynn as kind of like a last-round target to some people, and they're like, Stop stealing yeah. my last-round target, man. Well, okay, so if you ask me who to pick in the last round, like if you write me on Twitter, I'm going to give you like 10 names. Because it's much depend on what your team needs and who you believe in, right? Like, a last-round pick should be a flyer on a guy you think is good. So don't just blindly take my word on one player. Like, I'm going to give you, like, ten names, and I'm like, I'd look at these ten guys. You pick one. Decide who you want. And I, I get the pushback, oh, well, Lynn never plays that many minutes. Like, look at Lynn's stats in the 25 minutes he plays. They're, They're still too. good enough to be owned. Like, that's what people are missing is like he's a good permanent player and there's a potential on this Hawks team that he actually gets more than 25 minutes. I wouldn't bank – I wouldn't bet my whole bankroll on it, but there's – No, but I, like, uh, I think like Kyle said in, in the previous episode, there's a ch- – in a previous episode, there's a chance Bazemore gets traded. There's a chance that Trey Young is a bust. There's a chance that somebody gets hurt. Jeremy Lin. I mean, there's a chance that Jeremy Lin gets hurt. So – uh, to me, it's it's kind of like an all upside, and if you if he's terrible, you drop him. He's your last pick. Who cares? 
pick. Yeah, you should never be married to your last pick. Never, not at all. Um, let's talk about a couple other guys on this team. Uh, Kelly Olenek, tell me what. Uh, tell me why I should draft him, or why I shouldn't. Um, why should you draft him? Well, you should draft him because he's a really good permanent producer, like we've talked about with some other guys. Why I don't usually draft him is we've seen him play 20 minutes, 20 minutes, and 23 minutes. So even if we see a, a marginal decrease on that, right, like there's a there's a lot of downside in that pick. And, I mean, he's fine for where he goes. He shoots good percentages. He gives you a few rebounds, a few assists. I just don't really love Kelly Olenek. Yeah, he's he's a streamer in my world. You know what I mean? Like – if he's kind of sitting at the end of your bench and you're rotating him in, like you could do better. Right. And I'd rather have James Johnson than him, if we're being honest. Yeah, James Johnson is a little bit interesting. So uh, injured last season, uh, uh, sounds like he's healthy coming into this season. And James Johnson did put together a very good fantasy season here, uh, just not that long ago. You know. Well, even last year, right? Like, okay, so he didn't score as much, but he gave you a steal. He gave you point seven blocks. He gave you five rebounds. He gave you 3.8 assists. He shot over 50% from the field. Like, he just does a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, he can probably be had in ESPN. He's ranked 123 on Yahoo. He's ranked 106. Um, in March projections, he comes out as the 87th ranked player. There's some potential for a little bit of value on that pick. Yeah, he's um, a lot more interesting in Roto Leagues, I think, because he does kind of give you that one block, one steal, one three-pointer potential. There, um, his free throw isn't as good as you want it to be, but he doesn't shoot at volume at all. Yeah, two point two attempts a game last year. Yeah. Like that's that's nothing. Let's talk about. I mean, I would take him as a late round flyer for sure. I'm with you on that one. Let's talk about Tyler Johnson, or do we need to talk about Tyler Johnson? Why are people picking Tyler Johnson in the uh, 128? This is why. This is why people are picking Tyler Johnson, because two years ago he played 29 minutes and he was ranked 84th per game. That's why people are taking Tyler Johnson. What did he do last year? He played 28 minutes and fell back a little bit. He, hit, I guess he hit more threes, but all of his stats fell back a little bit, and that's the margin we keep talking about. There's that top bucket and probably the secondary bucket. I, I just think there's just two tiers there. And Tyler Johnson falling back a little bit per game goes from 84th to 123rd. Yeah, and we're only talking about he lost a minute. He lost uh, 0.6 rebounds. He lost 0.9 assists. He lost 0.4 steals. And he lost 0.1 blocks. And he lost two points per game. Yeah, I mean, he did shoot um... – he shot a little bit better on both, and he shot. Uh, I mean, he one, even shot a little, little bit better. Quarters. You know what yep. I mean? He even yep. shot a little bit better. Um, that's the difference between the eighty third or eighty fourth player and the one hundred twenty third player. And nothing. I mean, point four steals is a significant amount. Point nine rebound or point nine assists is a significant amount. Yeah. So don't let these rankings fool you. Look at them as tiers. Um, if Tyler Johnson fits a build, fits what you need, and it's one of those later rounds, fine. Pick him but, up. But the, the upside thing. is not there with him, and I just don't know why people are picking him. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, in a deeper league, sure, I might pick him at where he's going. But in a standard league where he's one of my last two picks, right, he's a bench player on my team. Like, why do I want him as a bench player? There's no upside for him to do anything. Like, say, I don't know, Dwayne Wade gets hurt and Josh Richardson gets hurt. 
like, what is Tyler Johnson really going to do? Play 30 minutes a game and give you the same exact stat line? Like, there's just no upside for him. Even if there are injuries on this team, like, I don't think he gets, like, a huge role. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Let's do a, a couple quick ones. Wayne Ellington, standard league relevant? Uh, Three-point streamer probably, right? Average three a game almost last season. Yeah, that's probably about it. Uh, Dion Wears, eh, not standard league relevant in my opinion. No, man. He's going to be hurt going into the season. Why are people wasting to pick on him? But if if for whatever reason there's a couple injuries and you think Dion's going to get some minutes, like he could probably give you 14 or 15 points. So maybe he's streamable if there's a couple injuries. I'm never a big Dion Wagers fan. No, I'm not. Don't pick him up at all. He's not, do not draft him in a standard league. Same with this guy. Don't draft Justice Winslow in a standard league. I know there's kind of a little, little bit of hype around his steals or whatever, but like the guy has not put anything together. Here's here's the damn the the damningest thing I can say about him. So he only played 18 games in 16, 17. He was getting 35 minutes a game as a 20 year old. As a 21 year old, he went down. He lost 10 minutes a game. He played 24. Well, no, no, he minutes. was injured. That's the. I don't feel like that's damning. I just feel like that was him battling an injury. Yeah, but I mean, anyone at that age to see that significant drop? I mean, like he played 68 games last year. He couldn't have been injured that much. Well, it doesn't give me confidence. You know what I mean? And man, I don't know. I I had some high hopes for Justice Winslow when he came out of the draft, but. I just don't ever think it's coming. He's going to be a poor field goal shooter. He's a poor free throw shooter. He doesn't what, – what what any category do you want out of Justin Winslow? Maybe his five rebounds at where you can pick him? No, you know I what I mean? Like nothing. Unfortunately for him. Yeah, I don't at all. Bam Adebayo is actually an interesting prospect, but like the chances of him playing significant minutes enough this season I, I think are incredibly low. And – I'm not willing to waste the draft pick on him. I'm not wasting okay. wasting a roster spot on here's, him. Here's the thing I wanted to say about Bam. Yeah. Okay. So Hassan Whiteside goes away, whether that's injury or trade or any reason that he would not be part of the team anymore. That happened five seconds ago. Are you heading to your waiver wire to pick up Bam? Or are you still not that interested? I'm not that interested. I'm picking up Kelly Olenek instead. Fair. Uh, I just am because I think he's 20 years old. He's still incredibly raw. I um, do like what I'm I, – I think he could uh, morph into if he was playing starters minutes. But even just looking at that, he's not hitting threes as a big man. He'll just be a good rebounder who can block the – and get a block and a steal like – that's a cool player, like in a standard league, but it's not a top fifty player in a standard league. I'm with you, Kelly Olynyk. On the other hand, at 34 minutes a game, that's is, not happening. Like, I'm tell thinking, me the most minutes Kelly Olynyk's ever got in a game. I have, Go. No, I, I have no idea. I don't keep track of that. I don't think he's ever played more than 30. That's okay, true. that's a f- good point. I but why would he now? Right, like Kelly Olynyk. We're not talking about like some super young guy. No, not at all. Uh, that's it for the Miami Heat. Uh, they are not an exciting team when it comes to fancy basketball. Uh, some of the deeper leagues, obviously, you got to adjust down. Uh, a lot of these guys who we were saying were borderline or waiver wire players. Those are guys you definitely want to be drafting in that 130 to 160 range. Like you definitely want to get those kind of players because they're going to play 22 to 28 minutes. Um, so do target those types of players in your deeper leagues. 
if I you... was wrong, Mike. He did have a decent stretch last year where he had four games in a row where he got over thirty minutes. There you go. Don't you're hate on Kelly Olynyk, and I don't. I don't. He also played it. thirty-seven minutes in an overtime game against Boston. That also counts. So um, he does more interesting things fantasy-wise than Van Adebayo, for sure. Here's the only thing I'll say about Kelly Olynyk, and you can look through his game logs too and find the same stuff. There's a lot of times where it's like 23 minutes, 29, then he goes down to eight minutes. And he goes to 20, 15, up to 25, back down to 15. Like, he's always going to be a headache to own. And that's the one the one thing I don't like owning about Kelly Olynyk is it's like, if I knew it was consistent, I'd be a lot more in. It'd be it, Those are really, really frustrating guys to own. I feel like I own one every single year. That's it for Miami. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Tyler is at Tyler P. Watts. And I am at Watch the Boxes. Please rate and review the podcast. Leave us feedback. Uh, send us tweets on Twitter with feedback, stuff you want to hear coming up. And check out patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Subscribe now, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>